Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing with our series of Shirim on entering the Sea of Wisdom, which is the, the weekly Torah of the Goyin and the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita. And again, this week gave so much to talk about, so many elements that are pertinent to avoid this Hashem on a very practical existential level. But, um, but what I was most moved by is an idea, not moved by, but an idea that I've seen throughout the Rebbe's writings over the recent months or so that I saw expressed most clearly here. This is actually from the first Mimer, the Dei Chachma L'Navshecha, or Parshas Pekudeh from Tafshin Ayin Dalid. So we're going to be looking at page, going to be looking at page Vav and Zion. So this was the Shal Shudas Torah that was given over by the Rebbe in Tafshin Ayin Dalid, which was, you know, in certain, certain, things go by years, right? So wines have a good year. So, so the Havdil, you know, the Rebbe's Torah and Tafshin Ayin Dalit from the end of Tafshin Ayin Gimel to Tafshin Ayin Dalit is Mamish, uh, Mamish Torah She'en Kamohu. That's where the Rebbe was giving Shirim on Sipuri Maisios and the Maisim Melech Anav, some of the, some of the most incredible, incredible teachings. And so the Ma'amarim that came out that year as well were one Hemshech of, of just Gavoa Me'al Gavoa. But to give a brief introduction to, to the ideas that the Rebbe is going to be introducing us to. And again, every one of these ideas deserves an hour-long, two-hour-long shear on its own to be Mazbir. But so for, for our purposes, we'll try and do it in, uh, in, in 10 minutes or so. So what the Rebbe describes is based, and this is Mefurish in the Arizal and Mefurish especially in the Talmudim of the Rashash, but it's explicit in the writings of Rav Chaim Vital, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Megala himself from within the unnameable, unfathomable, ungraspable essence of his infinitude, so to speak, in two ways that, that the Jewish people and Matthias can grasp and have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. One way is the way of Tumunos, of Tsirim, of images, so to speak. And one way is the Oisios, and one way is the letters themselves. So what this means is that Anytime we even begin the contemplation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, anytime we begin the contemplation of even the Shemos HaKadoshim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or the images, so to speak, associated with Partsufim or Adam Kadmon or Alamos and all of these different elements, these are never describing the essence of anything, right? Because we know already over and over and over again that it's axiomatic that the Jewish people reality doesn't have grasp of the atzmusa yisparach. Yes, it's everything, but the moment we begin to think that we can lay claim to the essence of something is the moment that we no longer see the essential difference or distinction between the creator and the created. The creator is always infinitely removed from the finite creation. And no matter how high along the rungs of spiritual progress, the creation can climb even to the highest point imaginable, like we find by Moshe Rabbeinu, at the end of the day, as Panay Lo Yira, you're not going to see my face because my holiness is transcendent from your holiness. And there will always remain that irreducible gap that reminds us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinitude and his essence can't be grasped. Therefore, the starting point of our understanding and our capacity to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always already after a step removed from the essence itself. And once we're stepped removed from the essence itself in the world of Or Ein Sof, in the world of that infinite light, 
which is a giloy, it's not the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not, God forbid, removed from the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it's not identifiable with the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So we find two pathways in which human beings and the Jewish neshama has the capacity to grasp a Kaddish Baruch Hu through the contemplation of tziurim, of images that are above and beyond removed from language. Those general massive ideas that language can't capture. Those moments of silent faith that are above and beyond the limitation and the minimization that is expressed through letters and names, that unnameable quality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the world. And after those tziurim, those images, which are obviously imageless because Judaism more than any religion or function in the world has come to remove any concept of images from God, but these imageless images, these concepts or these imaginings of the Jewish neshama is one way of grasping a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the other way of grasping a Kaddish Baruch Hu is through the osios, through the Shem Havaya, through the different names of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, all of the different names, all of the different osios, all of the different specific letters and named expressions of a Kaddish Baruch Hu are rooted in the Shem Havaya, in that four-letter name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that Shem HaEtzem, where all names emerge out of. So there are two ways of grasping the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. One is the way of the names, the path of the Shemos, contemplating the names of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, identifying each name with its particular spiritual energy or trait. Energy is a terrible word to use to describe it, but I said it. So, so those names represent different ways of relating to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then above the names is that silent appreciation of those tziurim, the way that I chap HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my own mind. Now, these two levels correspond to everything we've always spoken about in terms of yichud ilah and yichud tata. Yichud tata, the lower way of grasping a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence is in the black letters upon the white parchment, something graspable, something measurable, something that I can point to and say, this is a yud, this is a k, this is a vav, this is a k, and it's identifiable, it's measurable. The Sefer Yitzira tells us that osios are avanim, that build batim, they're stones that build homes. It's something practical that I can grab hold of. It's where my relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is rooted in a name. Now, no matter how high that name is, that Shem Havaya, which is the ultimate and essential way HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself, in the end of the day, it's still a name. It means that there's something being named. And above that is the nameless images of our grasp of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those places of Yichud Ilah, where it shatters the capacity to be named. It's that level of Ra'ava Derav, and it's that level of desire beyond thought, beyond speech, which the Rebbe quotes very often in this Mimer from the Leshem Shabbat Bachaloyma, that yes, we can go very far with letters and names, but ultimately it's the silent, wordless, letterless Ra'ava, that desire and yearning that exceeds all language, exceeds all manifestation and practice practical letters or signs, that place of tziurim is another way of chapping a Kaddish Baruch Hu, of grasping a Kaddish Baruch Hu, above and beyond language, like Moshe Rabbeinu was told, be silent because in this place, above the machshava, there's no more names. So what we have is we have this setup. The higher level of grasping HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the infinite expression of the tziurim, where I'm no longer confined by names or books or practical ideas, but rather it's an open-ended, infinite, oceanic sense of connectivity to all things, that infinite unity above and beyond distinction. And then there's going to the pathway of Shemos, which is the specific names that a person relates to in a very practical, measured type of way. 
So obviously, based on what we've been taught, based on what a person understands from their very early understanding of what's better or worse, our assumption typically is that that which is nameless, that which is unnameable and beyond any limitation is obviously representative of a higher level of grasping HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's infinite, it's silence, it's that ecstatic ascent into the transcendent realm above and beyond any limitation of what it means to be a human being, to be confined to letters or shapes or terms or language. And then if a person can't operate at that level of full awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu beyond letters, then perhaps they can fall back on the secondary way of relating to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the names that are written in books, etc., etc. But so much of the Rebbe's Torah is coming to warn against this general mistake, the general mistake that thinks that the Iker Tachlis is to run to that Darga of nothingness to run to that level of tziurim above the osios, to run to that place of rava, of desire without any limitation. Because if a person only runs to that desire space devoid of any letters, then yeah, they live in a space of nothingness, but what they've lost out on is the space of letters and somethingness, that place of experience, that place of measurement. And so what the Rebbe is going to say is that no matter how high along the rungs of spiritual experience I go, no matter how deeply I can delve into those tziurim, into those demionos that are above and beyond and freed from the shackles of letters and books and laws, et cetera, et cetera, nevertheless, I can never forget the pratyus. I can never, God forbid, forget the significant and essential value of the specific letters and measurements of what it means to be an individual who relates to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not in that infinite silence above and beyond all language, but specifically within the tzimtzum of each and every letter, within that black ink that constricts and confines the infinitude of spirituality into practical building blocks, that a person should never forget the details we tend to run towards the whole. We tend to run towards that place of tziurim above osios. What the Rebbe is reminding us that even at that loftiest place of tziurim above and beyond osios, a person can never forget the Shem Havaya. A person can never forget that ultimately the Iker Hiskashos that a Jewish person has to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world is the Shem Havaya associated with the Torah and Tefillah and Maisim and Mitzvos and to be a practical Jew, to be somebody who is engaged in actuality and not just this running into a space of infinitude beyond distinction and osios. So listen to what the Rebbe says, because it's really mamish incredible. He says, Right, that when it comes to understanding Esther Amalka, when it comes to understanding this place, that lofty place of tziurim above and beyond osios, that silence of Esther, that concealment that is so, so lofty, so infinite that it can only express itself by way of measurement and concealment in our minds, this place of malchus that's rooted in reshad lois yadah, the highest place imaginable, which is the presence of the shrina, that's emuna. That's the depth of emuna beyond language, a silent emuna, an infinite grasp of all things beyond language. Now, obviously, when it comes to grasping the depths of emuna, the simplicity of faith, it's on the deepest level of pashtus, which means that it's as simple as simple can possibly be above and beyond any complications of letters or distinction or measurements. Nevertheless, 
even though our job is to run to that Iker Shoresh of Amuna that is above and beyond any complications, the essence of what we need to grab hold of is the Shem Havaya, which is lower, which is the Darga of Osios. That in truth, the deepest understanding you can have is ultimately the Osios of Havaya, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, Shehu Sod Hanikra Hashem Yisrael which is referred to as HaKadosh Baruch who is the God of the Jewish people, because you have other religions, you have other spiritual paths. The Rebbe makes a lot of time making this distinction. It's the heart of the Rebbe's Torah because it's the heart of Pneumius Torah. You have many spiritual paths that deny the necessity of Hashem Havaya and claim that they can run directly into infinitude. So that's not such a Chiddush. The Chiddush of the Jewish Neshama is that we have a relationship with the limitation of the Osios also that we find or ain't so specifically within the limitation of the Torah, not in spite of the limitation of halacha and Torah, but specifically within the measurements and the yichud tata, that's where the Jewish people have access to Hashem Elohim. Shusor HaNikra Hashem Elokei Yisrael, that Hashem Havaya is the Kaddish Baruch of Yisrael. Shushar Shadas B'chin Hashem Havaya HaKoyla Kol Madregos, which is the necessity and the secret of remembering Shem Havaya, remembering the letters, even when we want to run forward to that Amuna, to that place above and beyond letters. Ulechein HaTzadik Shu Mordechai Shanemar Alav Isha Shehamelech Hafez Bikaro, and therefore we find with the Tzadik, with Mordechai HaTzadik, where it's told that this is the person that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give good Goodness to him wants his elevation. The tells us, brought down in the Magad of Kajnitz as well, is Roshetevos Keser Kolaksarim, the loftiest possible level expressed within our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch. Keser Kolaksarim, higher than anything, beyond any letters. The simplicity of a Jewish person who can say, Kacha, this is what I want. I have no reason for it. There's no explanation for it. I don't have to use words to express it. Kacha, it's the deepest part of the Jewish desire. Even though Mordechai HaTzadik had access to Kacha, which shatters any necessity for letters, which is the makum of the Yichad HaGamor, absolute unity of Tziurim above and beyond Osios, and certainly Mordechai HaTzadik at that point was above and beyond the letters and he was accessing the essence of the Shina, so to speak, in that place of Tziurim that are above Osios. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, at that place, there's still a secret of the world of the Malbush, which is the world of the letters, which is the secret of garments, which means that Mordechai Atzadik still maintained the deep connection to the Shem Havaya HaKoylel, that even though he lived in a place above letters, he remembered the absolute necessity of holding on to letters at the very same point as existing at a place beyond letters. It's the paradox of Aniva Ayin Bavasachas, letters and non-letters at once. And in that place, there's a very thin, a very potential emergence of letters. Yes, it's not the thick letters and those stones that build homes, but it's the potential of letters because the tzaddik ha'amiti can never forget the roots of particularity, even when they make that flight of fancy into the wholeness that destroys any possibility of distinction. And this is why Mordechai tzaddik, the rabbi tells us, is ridden in the town of Shushan on a horse because Susim, the Zayar Kaddish tells us that the Osios are referred to as Susay Eish. They're horses of flyer, chariots of fire. They're the letters that carry the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So even though Mordechai Atzadik had reached that place of Kacha, Keser Kolaksarim, above and beyond any of these distinctions and distortions and potential of separation, nevertheless, he still was riding upon the horses. He was still holding 
on to those who say Eish, those letters, because of the need to remember limitation at the heart of the unlimited. Now listen to what the Rebbe says here. Because in truth, the essential practice, the essential work of a Jew, of a tzaddik in this world is to keep the Shem Havai in front of me at all times. Never for, to forget the limitation of the letters, the limitation of the Torah, the limitation of tefillah, the limitation of dikdukim. That limitation is the very site of our deepest encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because it is the, the survival of details within the obliteration of details. It is the possibility of ani, of selfhood, of separation, existing and maintaining its essence, even though it is annihilated by the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because that's the secret of the Tosefes Kishut, of that change that takes place through the details as they exist, not in contradistinction to the whole of unity, but rather within the whole of unity for the sake of making it stronger and letting it reveal itself more. That's the secret of Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid is the need to remember the letters specifically in a place where you don't want to remember letters. The who sowed may b'nei b'n of shalhamman shalamdu Torah b'nei brak. And these letters, the need to remember these letters, which is limitation in relationship to Tzirim, because we said the images are above letters, that's without any constriction. The letters themselves are related to Avanim and Susim, they're still related to limitations. So even the highest letters in the world, Havaya, Yudke Vavke, is still going to be considered an aspect of Haman, so to speak, in relationship to the aspect of the Tzaddik of Mordechai who wants to live in a place beyond who wants to live in a place beyond letters. So what we see is that the tzaddikim have to hold on to shvisi Hashem and this is the secret that the children of Haman ultimately learned Torah, meaning that even the letters make themselves into the yichud. And who was it? Who was this B'nai Ban of Shel Haman that learned Torah? Learning in B'nai Brak, it was Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas. Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas was the B'nai Ban of Shel Haman. And Shilas, the Rebbe says, and I haven't seen this elsewhere, is Rosh Teva Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, that the grandchild of Haman Harasha, the existence of those letters of that constriction within the absolute and simple unity, is the secret of those grandchildren of Haman who show that even the letters, even distinction, even constriction and limitation makes its way into Kedusha. Because Rav Shimon Bar Shilas, that capacity to say Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, is the reality that. No matter how high I go on the rungs of ore, I still have to drag, I still have to drag the residual elements of darkness back into that space of Kedusha. And it's the secret of Benebrak, which is the gematria of the Shanuhurin, which is the 370 lights, like the Arizal tells us. We see this by the Haggadah Shal Pesach of Maisa Benebrak, that these lights are the descent into details. That Rav Shimon Bar Shilas, Shilas Roshet Tevos, Shavisi Hashan Nagdi Tamid is the ability to remember the details even when the details are obliterated. Haynu bebechinas Rava legamre shalamalim bebechinas aosius besariyichad agamor bebechinas advekas bemalchus besharasha ach mikol makom hayadavuk besoyt sheim havaya bebechinas Shavisi Hashan Nagdi Tamid. So again, what the Rebbe is telling us that Mordechai Atzadik, the entire celebration of Purim, is the capacity to be in Bnei Brak, to be in that place of Shanuhurin, to be in that place of the Sha'ashua, of that inner movement above and beyond all letters, to be associated with that light of Kachayasalish of Keser Kolaksarim, to escape into that place of Yichad Ilah, of Amunapshuta, of Esther Amalka, of Malchus Amushrosh Baradla. Yet, nevertheless, to never.
never forget the essential need to remember Havaya, to remember the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name. And this is the Nisayon of the Megillah, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name is not there necessarily. And the Chiddush of the Megillah is that even B'nai Banav Shalhaman Lamdu Torah B'nai Brak, that even the, the, the shiurim, the limitation, the constriction in our lives, that Haman in our lives is also included in that radical unity of Aniva Ayin Bevasachas, which is the secret of Shvisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, which is the Roshe Tevos of Shilas, which was Rav Shimon Bar Shilas, who was Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas, who was the great grandson of Haman, teaching us that limitation and the opposite of limitation operate in unison to give birth to the radical and impossible unity of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that teaches us that both the unlimited and the limited are expressive of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Rebbe doesn't say this, but this fits directly into what the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh teaches us about Shivisi Hashem L'Negdi Tamid. That Shivisi Hashem L'Negdi Tamid, the eights of Shivisi Hashem L'Negdi Tamid is the secret of Hishtavus, of equanimity, of all things being equal. That which is above letters, that which is below letters, that which is light, that which is dark, that which is peaceful, that which is destructive, all of it, ben tav lebish, ben up and down, all of it is part and parcel of the singular unity of the nace of Mordechai HaTzadik being makasha to Esther, which is the amuna pshuta above letters, and at the same point, b'nei banav shalhaman, who are still learning Torah, which is the secret of shvisi Hashem l'negdi tamid, I operate in two places at once. The tzaddik teaches us, the tzaddikim teach us that it's not enough to be above in nothingness. We have to be above in nothingness and below in something at the same point so that the something can force the nothingness to express itself in an even more profound and potent way because prior to the descent into something, we assume that nothing only operates in a space of nothing. But once nothingness melts into something and somethingness is revealed to be expressive and indicative and reflective of that true source of nothingness, so then we now have a basic understanding of how profoundly large this capital N nothingness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, because now it can contain something within itself as well. To the extent that the letters themselves become a vessel where I can be looking at the letters, I can be engaged in the mundanative of reality, the B'nai Ban of Shalhaman, and at the same point I can be hopping and grasping the Yichad Ilah at the very same moment in the secret of Ani Va'ayin Bevasachas, Be'ezrus Hashem.